1: And Samantha. And welcome to Stephon Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another sub-sub-segment on fictional yeah. women around the world. <laughs> and I'm actually so excited to talk about this one, which is kind of funny. I'm going to get into it in a second. Today, we're talking about Star Trek's Nyota Ahura, first played by Nichelle Nichols and later by Zoe Zaldana. Explaining Star Trek is a lot. It's a lot. As are, I mean, like, no different than, like, Marvel or Star Wars. There's just been a lot of property behind this one.
2: And it's happening again. Like, they're bringing it back.
1: Yes, yes, currently. And I have a lot of friends who are excited about it. But, like, in a nutshell, if you can imagine if our silly Space Force that we have here in the United States was an actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, in this fictional world, which is set in, like, the future United States right and it's called Starfleet in this universe Um, and and if it's it's not militaristic it's a diplomatic exploratory thing and you go these Star Trek these Starfleet crews go and, and explore and try to you know make relationships with these other alien species so like that's kind of the basis okay the property is huge Huge and so impactful with multiple television shows and movies, parodies. And it has also influenced real-world technology. Shout out to Spock. It was one of my first crushes. (laughs) Um, My brother loves Star Trek. Uh, He made me watch it on Christmas Eve, Star Trek Nemesis, when he knew I was afraid of aliens and I had nightmares that night. I had nightmares. (laughs) But um, I actually, because I was so afraid of aliens... And and it, I know people listening to this are like, but you love Star Wars. I feel like Star Wars is much goofier in their aliens. And I say this with, with love. Star Trek was much more like there are these worms that would crawl in your ear and control you. Like they have freakier. It was okay. still goofy in many, it was still goofy in many, many scenarios. Okay. And Star Wars later went on to have things that were more serious. But I think I really one of like I remember being four years old and watching over the couch as that guy. What was his name? I don't know, Chekhov. He got he, one of those worms on his ear and I oh, oh. I wasn't allowed to watch it.
2: Because
1: um, <laughs> it scared me so badly. Yeah, I did go on to watch. I've seen all the movies. I've seen the original series. I've been told I'm missing out by not watching. I've been told I would really like um, Next Generation, which I probably would. It's probably That's probably absolutely true. But anyway, it's funny to me that I had this crush on Spock, even with all that fear and even with I didn't really watch it. A lot, uh, hilariously enough, my favorite Star Trek movie was the whale one that everyone makes fun of.
2: <laughs> I don't. So I know <laughs> so little about this. It has never been in my peer structure. So yeah. I don't. I don't even know friends who watch it. Maybe they do. They just never told me because mm-hmm. I feel like there is no in between. Either you love or hate it. Like you are either a Trekkie. I've heard them call Trekky. If that is not if that is offensive, I'm so sorry. That's I just mm-hmm. I assume that's like, yeah, obviously, this is a fan group. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm saying it. If it's not, please let me know. But or you weren't. And mm-hmm. there was no in between. So I never really got into it. I've never seen that as my thing. Uh, I know Patrick Stewart's in it. Oh, William Shatner was in it. I know uh Spock and then the hand signal. That's it. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. That's interesting to me. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Most people I know who love Star Trek really, really do love it, as you say. I feel like I'm kind of an in-betweener. I think I, I really... I really enjoy it when I watch it. And I think I would... I'd never think people are wrong when they they tell me I would love it. I think they're they're right. I just... I get yeah. a little overwhelmed sometimes by like...
2: There's a lot, right? There's a lot. I feel the same um, thing about Doctor Who. I don't know much about it either, but I mm-hmm. know it's existed for a very, very long time. And for being mm-hmm. an English series, which they only do like two or three seasons of things, this yeah. is a long, long show. Uh-huh. Um, and also, just out of curiosity, you may be talking about it, uh, is Nichelle Nichols the one that's under a conservatorship? Yes. Yes. And there's a whole um, big conversation about that as well. Yeah. Yes,
1: we are going to mention that at the end, but before we get into that, just one more funny side note. I was telling Samantha the other day that uh, I did I did get into the the 2009 kind of reboot for a hot minute, and I for I wrote fan fiction for it, but it was such a short like. Sometimes I get these like really intense flares of I love right. this thing, and it passes quickly.
2: Oh. Um, I can't imagine but, how much fan fiction it, there is for Star Trek.
1: Well, as you know, Spock and Kirk were or the original slash couple, Spurk. uh uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yes, it's all coming together now. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but today we are talking about Uhura, who was a human Starfleet communications officer that served on the USS Enterprise and USS Enterprise-A under Captain James T. Kirk. Yes, played by Shatner. She first appeared in the 1966 episode called The Man Trap and went on to portray her in 66 episodes. Saldana has portrayed her in three movies, beginning with the 2009 reboot. Um, This character is really smart, creative, efficient, quick, an expert communicator, can speak a lot of languages. According to Ambassador Kolos And one episode, quote, Andahura, whose name means freedom, she walks in beauty like the (laughs) night. Some sources suggest the writers got the name from the 1962 American novel Ahuru by Robert Rourke and Nayota, her first name means star in Swahili. And it's kind of a joke in the show that you never like know her first name for a long time and no. everyone's trying to get it out of her. Yeah. This character was of African descent. She was very proud of it and was fluent in Swahili. Music was one of her primary hobbies. You see her like playing instruments and singing in several episodes. Um, and also in several episodes, she proved herself to be the first to notice something. Um, it very intuitive, quick on the uptake. She was also really good at math and succeeded in physical tests. She proved herself capable in many areas, enough so that Captain Kirk trusted her to command the helm of the ship, navigation, and main science station. Through this, the audience got to see instances of her leading, something rare during the 1960s, especially for a black woman. Of course, she did do this in a short-skirted uniform, and in at least one episode, wore a midriff and short skirt to flirt with someone as an intel-slash-traction kind of operation. Right. Of course. Right. So there's that element, but it was, for the time, very, very progressive and... Uh, for a lot of people, like hadn't seen this before,
2: right? As in fact, uh, I think the thing that I've seen since trending on Twitter is how that that's not talked about enough, and then also how people are really upset when pe- uh, Star Trek becomes too political, and everybody's like, "Have you actually yeah. watched Star Trek?" So it's very political. Like it's like it's commentary, and you're not on the right side. <laughs> like it's uh, mm-hmm. if you're upset, that it's political. You're not on the right side of it. That's what's the difference. Mm. But uh, <laughs> but that she really was like, I know nothing of the series, but I know she was a catalyst and a really big a beginning for representation and good representation for Black women. So I thought that was interesting, too. And that's not, mm-hmm. I know very little, once again, about the show. <laughs> but me mm-hmm. here's some key points that I am finding yes. out as well as you are, if you have not If you don't know. (laughs) So in one episode, she has to take command of the ship after it lands on a planet where an alien species casts a type of siren song on all the men. These silly men. (laughs) And she and the rest of the women on the crew have to save the day. Yeah, some have rightfully critiqued this in terms of it took getting every single man off the ship before Ahura got her moment of course. But still, pretty big moment. Mm-hmm. In another episode, a telekinetic named uh, Charlie stole Ahara's voice and almost made her choke on it. That's an interesting thing. And then on a later occasion, someone attempted to sexually assault her and she fought them off. And at one point, she went through a traumatic memory wipe. <laughs> Always a good, good plot point. Mm-hmm. In another episode, she sees her worst fear implanted in her brain by an enemy force, her as a diseased, dying old woman. That's a big fear for a lot of us, right? Yeah. In one episode, a telepath forced her to kiss Captain Kirk, and it was the first kiss on an American episodic television between an African-American woman and a white man. Uh, via the Alpha fandom reporting on Nichols' book, uh, Beyond Uhura, quote, The scene was, at the behest of NBC executives, worried that Southern affiliates might refuse to air the episode filmed with and without the kiss. But Nichols and Shatner consciously sabotaged the non-kiss takes so that there would be no choice but to leave the kiss in the final version. Love that. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a big moment.
0: Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring.
2: To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
1: O'Hara has been kidnapped and held hostage many times. She has also received many distinguished accolades. She served as lieutenant commander under Captain Will Decker and later served under Rear Admiral Kirk during the events of Star Trek, the motion picture. While some critiqued her lesser position of, in their words, this character answering Kirk's phone calls, others often argue her role was far more important than that. Um, The writers just didn't give her the spotlight that she deserved all the time, maybe. This could also be an argument about how traditionally women's jobs get consistently undervalued. Because, Uh I mean... Again, from my point of view, I understand this critique, but when I was a kid watching this, I was never like, she's just answering his calls. What? She seemed to like be really on top of like managing things, and she was often the one that was like, hey, I think there's a problem here. <laughs> she was handling um, it. Yeah, and she was very, very smart. It definitely, again, I was watching this as a kid, and I haven't really seen them recently. But when I was a kid, I remember thinking like, she's on their level and she's incredibly intelligent and they respect her and her opinion. In the 2009 reboot, she and Spock, who is her teacher, I will say, are in an on and off again relationship. Some fans hated this relationship and labeled her a Mary Sue. What?
2: (laughs) I could talk about this forever. You will
1: not stand for it. I won't. Uh, Nichols said of this that there were hints of a spock her relationship in the original series, but that people weren't ready for it. And yes, in this particular iteration of her, the reboot, she is a polyglot. She's super efficient and very, very smart. Okay, so during her time portraying this character, Nichols expressed several times that she was thinking about leaving during the first year of the series because she believed the role wasn't important or meaningful. The actor, she faced a lot of obstacles, but the character did as well, including allegations that the studio ordered some of her subplots to be cut from the script and that her fan letters not be delivered to her. (gasps) That's terrible. Um, And some studio executives reportedly even made racist comments right to her face. Of course. Uh huh. But famously, uh, this is something else probably a lot of you have heard. Martin Luther King Jr. helped change her mind after sitting down with her, explained to her that he was a big fan and that she could, quote, not give up because she was a huge role model for women and Black children in his mind. And after that conversation, uh, related or not, uh, her role did expand on the show. Many others have written about the influence this character had on their life as one of the first black women on television not performing menial tasks. And that was kind of a key. Um, And yeah, also this was happening alongside civil rights movement. In 2012, President Obama had a meeting with her and told her that he had a crush on her. (laughs) (laughs) That was cute.
2: (laughs) I like that. You know, it comes full circle. Let Mm -hmm. me be president so I can tell my TV crush that I had a crush. Yes. Oh, that's is that all the you ultimate have to do? goal. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not a big deal. This is how <laughs> you get to Mark Hamill become president. I know. Please. I got to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to work, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> so Nichols got involved in space activism in 1975 after witnessing a NASA presentation at a Star Trek convention that featured almost entirely white men. Yes. She started writing editorials about the importance of representation in space. Uh, these editorials caught NASA's eye, and they contacted her about updating their program and changing their recruitment efforts. Getting things done. I love it. Mm-hmm. So Nichols agreed, but only as an independent contact. Contractor so that she could terminate her participation if they did not uphold their end of the deal. Very reminiscent of uh, the Ma Rainey when they were like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I need to see all of the loopholes. Mm-hmm. As a part of this, she traveled the U.S. in 1975 and helped recruit the class of 1978, including the first six female American astronauts and the first three African-American astronauts.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Mm. Uh, But yes, as you mentioned uh, at the top, Samantha, lately um, Nichols has been the focus of a free Nichelle campaign. Her son successfully petitioned to be her conservator in 2018. So yeah, this is what we were talking about with the whole Britney Spears free Britney movement, and there was a lot of conversation around, you know, Britney Spears getting all this attention as kind of a you know white woman, and we're not talking about other all these other people who are in. These conservatorships in similar situations, and how it's kind of this much larger problem. And I did right before this. I just checked, and it's still ongoing. Uh, she is still alive. I got a little scared because the Wikipedia article just said till twenty twenty, but she's oh, still alive.
2: No.
1: She, I know. I had a moment of panic. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> she's. I think from like my quick researching, she is one of four remaining original star. Trick cast members alive.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think we need to talk about the. I mean, we've talked about the conservatorship before, mm-hmm. and yeah, like there's so many other cases outside of Britney Spears, and Britney Spears even said there's others I'm going to work yes. towards helping, and hopefully, uh, Nicole's name is on that list as well. Mm-hmm.
1: It's really, really an amazing story and a really amazing character, and has had so much impact. Uh, and there, yeah, there's books, there's a website. You can go check out, and I want to apologize if I got anything wrong because this was coming from a lot of my like memory and also just research I did. And I know people, big fan, like
2: my brothers. Ooh. If you want to send us a correction or if you want to yeah. send us an addition, you know we'll read it because we love it. Because yes. again, two perspectives and one perspective has no idea. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, honestly, like I, I love, I love doing this kind of research, and it makes me so happy that so many people connect. With a character like that. So, uh, yes, please send those suggestions our way. You can email us at stuff, media, mom, stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I'm Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.